Good morning. Welcome to Friday. Can you believe it? And it's humor, grace, and grief. And Deb is having a few technical moments. So we are working on the technical moments right now. Wait, there she is. Let me bring her in. I still can't hear you. Talk. Can you hear me now? I can now. Perfect. Yeah. I read, I read what you wrote. Who knew? Unhook the microphones. And then it tells your computer to stop. It has been Friday and it's been a week. And I think probably we need to focus on Minneapolis because my goodness, it, it has been a, a horrible week there. And last night, yet another mass shooting. And I, I've got friends there who are just, they're not people who were targeted, but they're people in the people of color community and people who are in the therapeutic community. Um, I've got family there. I haven't been in touch with them at all, but what a community, multiple tragedy, drama. <laughs> I, I, and there was also, was it last week, a another mass shooting in Washington, D.C. or Washington, where they're rethinking about People didn't have cell phones. They weren't allowed to bring cell phones in. Didn't hear and about that one. Yeah. I know. I'm I'm just like we're just getting back into society. And now we're having all these problems. No, with, now the guns are coming back out and the shootings right. are coming back out because we're back with people reverting to old behavior patterns instead of perhaps learning to settle issues in a way that doesn't involve violence. Right. And probably I, the I, pandemic stress is adding to that. Mm -hmm. That's just a guess. That's not a scientific fact by any means. But be that as it may, we've got a community that's had, that's in the middle of one trial that's been horrific for lots of people. And now and, another one. And now we've got another officer involved shooting and a death and now we've got Chicago warehouse shooting and we've got more shootings elsewhere where was the warehouse shooting last that, night oh seven, my gosh. six or seven people died in Minneapolis last night oh my gosh I had no idea I'm have looking had at my phone right now FedEx I, employees that's what I was talking about. Illinois, FedEx. It was Indianapolis. Oh, it's Indianapolis. Okay. Well, that's why. Enough. That's right over here. Kill, yeah. Kill sorry, sorry, Minneapolis. Yeah, we've got one shooting after another right now. And we've got violence toward people of color. We've got social justice involved in that. And we've got mass shootings happening. Rapid, rapid fire. How do you like that? One after another, after another, the guy last night, apparently it took two minutes to decimate seven families include and his own. That's, and, that's um, right. And his family is just as impacted by this as the others are. And they didn't have their cell phones. That was the place that didn't have yeah. their cell phones. Because they can't so they have them where they were. Yeah. So, I, I have no words of wisdom. I only have heart and able to walk with people emotionally through this because there is no, 
I got no words. It's here in Urbana. Well, I live in St. Joe, nine miles away, where not far from my daughter. They moved back here from um, what's the, uh, from Louisiana, from New Orleans, because on their street in New Orleans, tons of violence. I mean, they were always hearing that pop, pop, pop. And now they called me last Sunday after we had just dropped off my basic son-in-law. And I dropped him off at his house. And all of a sudden, he goes, oh, my gosh, we heard something. And then all the, all the cops were there. The guy was shot dead in Urbana on his lawn. And Oh, my gosh. I'm telling you. And then we've been having so many more shootings in Champaign and Urbana and the surrounding town, you know, where I have my art indicator. People are going, the law enforcement says nothing's working. We have to rethink about guns. Buyback isn't working. This isn't working. That. They're having to rethink, and I hate that things have to come to this crisis. But in all, I, I, I really hate that there has to be this much loss. And there doesn't have to be this much loss, but there is this much loss. Exactly. And this is, folks, we're not making this into a political whatever this is a no there's no way to talk about mass shootings without talking about how they're occurring and two right. minutes for seven people to lose their lives seven families are waking up this morning hopefully they've been notified if not they've at least got the message that their loved one didn't come home last night um but the entire fedex family in that in that warehouse because when you work somewhere, you know people. Even in warehouses, you get to know people. Some of those people are going to have to go back to work. Mm. And the images are right there. Mm. We've got people who were first responders, people who were last responders. We've got the folks doing the investigations. Everyone is seeing those images, and they can't unsee them. And they can't, the, 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 when you've had your safety taken, that's a loss. When you've had a crime committed in front of you, you lose your ability to feel like you can be safe anywhere else you go, especially in a similar place. I, you know, I, I have to say that I know Mary Tangora mentioned this last week or the week before. Is there any place that's safe? I think about how I went walking in the park last Sunday. And it was full and it was a Japan house. How do I know that someone's not going to come and say, well, I need to take out all the Asians? Yeah. How many, you know, or I have to, or I go into a Goodwill. And someone says, I, I'm mad at Goodwill. I, I am feeling that. I'm feeling that even with my, to take my grandkids anyplace and these scenarios run through my head. Right. How do I keep them safe? 
how do I keep people safe? And, and we've got is, kids back in school now, and schools used to be safe, but not since Columbine, and now even more so. And, you know, Florida certainly sealed that. So we we have a, a huge, we have the people who are currently just beginning to absorb in Indianapolis what just happened. And we've got the people from the shooting just before that and the one before that and Colorado and King Super. We've, there's just been so many so quickly. And, and it, why it, are we a country? Why? I, I, I have to ask. I don't Because we have, have the guns. Other countries don't have the guns. I mean, it is, it is that, but, and again, folks, I'm not saying we're advocating not coming for your guns. You, Deborah no, lives in an no. area where people hunt. Yeah, I, I have no problem with guns. I lived in I Florida have, where you had to have a gun because of alligators and snakes. Right. But, know, but we, seven people died in two minutes yesterday. And it's not about the gun, but it, it certainly is about seven people being able to be made dead in, in two minutes. Because now we've got seven families. That's at least 70 people who woke up to immense grief this morning. Mm -hmm. If you are in that area or you know people in that area, because you know what? You always know somebody who knows somebody. If you know people in that area... Make sure that you are probably not clogging their phones. You know, don't expect them to come chat with you. Drop something off and tell them I'm here. If And if you have had enough people on your doorstep, we'll go sit in our backyard together or I'll meet you somewhere. Let, let me let you have a space where you can just talk it out. Right? Drop off the food. Right. Right. I'll be talking to um, another uh, humorist right after this call, and she lives in Indianapolis. Oh, I will be finding out how this affected her, and then I'll call my other friend and say, "How are you doing?" Who also lives in Indianapolis? I have friends in Indianapolis. The same and way you're thinking that they could have had people working there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it it's I I have to say as far as that sick grief feeling, and I do say it's like anticipated grief it in the last four weeks, and plus the Chauvin truck is on TV. And even before that, it's like we're just coming out of COVID to feel to meet with others. I'm, it makes my stomach ill to think now there's new fears, and it is that loss of of feeling safe. We and just got to almost sort of safe with COVID. That's right. People are getting immunized. Right. And now where is it that it's safe to go? Let's go back home again. Exactly. <laughs> Except yeah. we have domestic violence too. We've had a lot of, we've had three intimate partner shootings 
in our area in the last week. Oh, and we've had children killed as a result of those. And so there's, there's a whole lot of sense of loss of safety. And I see we've got people joining us this morning. If anyone wants to share, what's making you feel safe or unsafe? What are your feelings about, thoughts about what's happening right now here in our country? Um, and if you're not from our country, what is it like watching us right now? Right. And if you know people who are in those areas, any of the areas, because once once there's been a mass shooting somewhere, when a mass shooting happens somewhere else, it brings all those other people from all those other hundreds of mass shootings right. into that, especially those who haven't finished their grief about the loss of their loved one, the loss of the place that they died, the loss of their sense of safety, the loss of the sense of family and community. All those are part of the losses. There's a lot of unnamed losses right. when something like this occurs. All those people are revisiting this. And they're revisiting all the times they didn't feel safe in their family of origin, at uh, uh, in a relationship, even though there's the shooting and there was the relationship, it brings up and triggers those feelings. And that is reliving that loss of not feeling safe. There's a um, huge sense of powerlessness. Right. Right. And we've we've got parents who have young people coming up in warehouse jobs or something kids can get with just a high school finishing high school. Do you send your kids off to a job where you're not sure they're going to be safe? But warehouses or furniture building plants or grocery you know, stores, grocery stores or I mean, remember McDonald's in San Diego years and years and years ago. I, I, that was just about one of the first ones. And they knocked that store down and turned it into a park because of the Kroc family. Uh -huh. So we've got, we've got a long history and this is probably, I'm not going to use the word triggering. This is bringing back uh -huh. a lot of emotion for a lot of people. And we all have to go about our daily lives. Uh -huh. But this goes with us, that sense of heaviness that sense of powerlessness for all of us that we can't go hug the entire city of Indianapolis. And besides that, the people who've just had that loss probably don't want to be hugged right now. They probably want to be in and be insular and just be with those they can safely. Mm -hmm. But we can send flowers to the gate. And that doesn't feel like enough. No. And then we have to be worried about where we're going to go. I have to go downtown after this. I'm not certain I want to go downtown right now. That's right. <laughs> and it's that, only for five minutes, but I'm not certain I want to go. Exactly. Because you just, you don't, you don't know what's around the corner. Right. A year ago, we didn't know if anybody coughed what's around the corner. And now we don't know what people are thinking around or the emoting <laughs> emoting yes yes right because this these shootings typically are somebody's mad at somebody else or there's a psychotic break but i'm not going to blame this on mental health issues because not 
many more people have mental health issues and will never be violent. So don't hear me say that as a therapist. Right, right. There's all kinds of reasons and lack of support systems. And let's be each other's support systems right now. If you know people who are being, even if they just live in Indianapolis, follow Deb's lead, reach out, just send them a text, send them an friend. email, call them, yeah. messenger them. We've got all the ways, mm -hmm. right? Tell them that you're thinking about them and their community. When we had the shootings here in San Bernardino, because um, I'm 10 minutes from there, um, and the shootings in Las Vegas, which is four hours from here, we had lots of people. Las Vegas and, and the Inland Empire are literally neighbors, and it's not unusual to go there for an overnight because it's so close. Mm -hmm. So lots more people from Southern California were, were impacted by that than even the people in Las Vegas. And, mm -hmm. you know, it, it, it impacts everybody around. And it just, it, it's a, a moment you have to take a breath and recenter, but it helps a lot to hear from other people in other areas saying, we're thinking about you. It, is anybody else, um, I can't check, but has anybody been tuning in or writing anything, Julie? We've, we haven't had any comments. We've got people watching. I can only see okay. the ones who are on this page watching. Right. I know that there are, we've got people scattered across the country who watch this and people who watch right. it afterwards because we see about you afterwards. Right. Right. So let's talk about how we get through yet another one of these while we're also in the middle of the impact of the Chauvin trial and the impact of the other shooting that just occurred and now more mass shootings occurring. How do we, as a community, as individuals, as people who are in whatever walk of life we are that might have been touched by some of these as family to those who might have been impacted? How do we mark this moment? How do we care for those who are being impacted? How do we take care of ourselves? It's Friday. And it's, know, this is not a TGIF Friday. Let me see. Do I have my, excuse me, while I go out of screen for a second. Yeah. But I'll I tell you what I like to do. And I have a candle I use. And so, I am just going to light this candle because sometimes I need to see a physical light to for a darkness. It's not dark around here, obviously, but to see a physical light to use as it's a it's um I'm remembering when I see a candlelight. I know what's inside of me, if that makes sense as a metaphor. I was I was just talking to my own therapist this morning about the difference between putting up boundary lines and living in fear. And what do you do to feel whole in the moment? Because it seems like that's about all we have. And when I see a candle lit, I know I identify with that candle, that there is still a light inside of me. Now, I'm not saying this in a spiritual sense. I am saying this in a, in a metaphorical sense. When these things go on and you feel lost, 
when I feel lost, when I feel afraid, what is it that I can do in the moment? Is it taking a breath? And it's never taking the breath in. It's the breath out that relaxes you so that you can take another breath in. Because whenever these things happen, we tend to hold our emotional breath and forget to breathe. Or we forget even physically, you tighten up. So How many people watching this when you saw the news felt your shoulders go, oh no, not again. It tightens, it literally tightens you up, which also tightens your breathing up. Exactly. And I think of COVID long haulers. That is the last thing that you need right now. How uh, these collective griefs are literally not heart stopping, but it there is a pause where you come out of a flow of even breathing. It is a pain. You when you have pain, you stop. And you 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 like it is the opposite of what you want to do. You tighten up. So what is it that you as listeners or or you, Jill, or I, what can we do just for a moment? Not forever. But what can you do for a moment? Right. I have to take a breath, even talking about it, because I, I like... Right. And, you know, the, the light is, is such a huge metaphor. Excuse me, I have to pick up an oodle. Who's wandering? The light is such a huge metaphor for so many spiritual belief systems and has been for eons. And, um, you know, if you look at how we use lights for for holidays, how we use them for anniversaries, after a loss, how we use them to mark birthdays. Lights are, are how we associate life in, in lots of traditions. And if you can find a place to focus on that, whether it's a candle or an electric candle, if you're not safe around right, lit fire. candles, right? Real fire may not be the best idea. No. Um, no. Those are the ways that we can, one of the ways we can do it, there's also scent. Um, you know, if you've got a, an oil burner and you can put in something that causes relaxation for you, whether it's lavender or eucalyptus or one of those that can say, all right, I need to, I need to literally just take a breath. Mm -hmm. Even as a long hauler, I can do scented oil sometimes still. Um, mm -hmm. do you need to pick up the oodle, right? And feel that heartbeat against you. You know, that's so important if you have a pet or you can be around someone else's to feel something alive and there is also and i totally confess this that after my mother died i knew in our in the family here hugs i went and bought myself um a teddy bear 
mm -hmm. to hold at night when I needed something that I, I didn't want to ask anybody else to give me. Yeah. I self-soothe. That's something I suggest for parents who are taking children to funerals and memorials mm -hmm. um, is make sure that somebody shows up beforehand and not just the primary children, but every child who's there and grieving gets not just a, not any old stuffed animal, but something that's got that super soft fur that causes us to want to snuggle in. Right. So that the, and something big enough for them to hold on to. Mm -hmm. Not the little ones, something bigger. And you mm -hmm. give one to every child because that way when it gets tough, they can bury their head in that. And when they go home, that's their security bear or their security dog or their security, whatever it is that you bought. Right. That's something for them to hold on to. And um, when they're sad about that person, they've got that there. And this whole broadcast is about what keep what helps you feel safe mm -hmm. what is safety to you and safety to you might be different than safety to someone else yes it's true i have self-soothed with food before that is you know normal I, that's <laughs> very normal um some people actually shut down and cannot self-soothe with food they cannot eat it's just not going to happen. Just once again, as we're talking, it's like something shuts down inside. Right. Right. And that's like you can't get that breath out mm -hmm. to trigger the breath in. And what is it? Do you need to buy flowers for yourself? Do you need to say, hey, Facebook friends and family, I need a hug right now. You don't have to repost like if you love me, you'd send me a hug and repaste no, it. No. And no, to say I need prayers. In fact, right before I got on, there was someone from another uh, laughter person, his wife of, I don't know, 50, 60 years. He was disconnecting her from life support. And he was allowing a natural death. Right. And, yeah. you know, this is, and he just moved someplace new to be closer to children. He, I, I don't even know what to say, except I, I can walk with you. Another friend had nothing but rage for things that are going on. What do you say? I will walk with you. You know what I told one of my friends who's, um, amazing therapist and a woman of color who has a child, of course, who is young and, uh, and is also has dark skin and she lives in Minneapolis and she's, you know, partly she's struggling. I think right now with seeing lots of other people, not even noticing the social justice issues going on right now, not feeling impacted or unsafe mm -hmm. by listening to the trial going on. Mm -hmm. And you know, my initial reaction, which is what I said, I wish I could just put you guys in a blanket fort and just lock the world out and lock away all the personal struggles and just let you guys have that blanket fort time to feel safe. And um, that may be a, 
an image, but it also can be literal. I've had clients who've built blanket forts and just sat and used an electric candle <laughs> because, you know, you do what you need to do to feel safe, but let's also be especially cognizant of those who typically don't ever feel safe anyway, because we have the privilege of walking around me with my blonde hair and blue eyes. And it gives me a sort of a sense of safety that other people never have. You know, and that's compounding this right now. I want to talk about a time where I literally was fearing for my life and had to just flat out lie, which was um, I was coming out of public health and it was dark because of the time change. So it was probably October or November. Right. My daughter was there she was 14 at the time she'd often get dropped off at public health who said i was raised in an std clinic so <laughs> i think i got it all mom and uh anyway as we're walking out to our car and there was nobody else in the parking lot um a bunch of uh teens of color were surrounding our car and me and I'm like to my daughter, get in the car, get in the car, get in the car, trying to just look straight ahead. And I had gray hair at an early age. And so uh, someone said, are you, are you her grandmother? And knowing that I said, yes, I am. They go, okay, we'll leave you alone. Because the respect for grandmothers. And we got in the car and I'm like, eee. Whatever you have to do to keep yourself safe, don't worry about the judgment of others because mm -hmm. you can worry about that or yell about it or whatever. Do what you need to do to keep yourself safe, whether it's emotionally and other people don't understand, physically and other people don't understand, you know, with a lot of social anxiety these days, you do what you need to do to keep yourself safe. And, you know, others can judge you because they don't have those same fears. Let yourself breathe, let yourself be in touch, let yourself connect. Yeah. But look out for those that you are sure or might consider that they, that they don't have other kinds of safety. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Brandy Lynn said, thank you. So many assume if you have mental health, mental illness, you'll shoot up places. It's insulting. I also think people hide behind it. I have depression, overcame anorexia, but I wasn't violent. And Doug yeah. Muirhead says, unfortunately, mass shootings all involve guns and you can't talk about guns without politics in the U.S. I always get angry after a mass shooting, which is probably better than numb. And yeah, it is. We don't need to increase anger, but we definitely need mm -hmm. to find a way to cope with the anger and to express it. And to reach out to those who are probably feeling it most of all, okay. right? I was held up in an armed robbery one night and I saw a police officer pass me and not notice that my car was surrounded and I had a gun to my head and I immediately after it was over, barreled down the street in my car and crossed the street in a most unsafe manner. There were no cars there to put my car next to the police car. I never had a thought that that police officer would think I was a threat and might shoot me. Right, right. And there's my my privilege. Mm -hmm. Right. So mm -hmm. 
we have whoever needs to do what they need to do that will make them feel like they can be safe. We're right there with you. But those who need to honor those who are having a hard time, mm -hmm. reach out to them. And if you're in Indianapolis and you know somebody has just lost someone, drop off the blanket that might make a blanket for it. Yeah, right? no kidding. No Warm kidding. fuzzy blankets are a beautiful thing when you're having a hard time. When I have grief clients in my own office, back in the day when we had offices, mm -hmm. I had big furry blankets. Mm -hmm. And I had a big furry rug and I would say, slip your shoes off on the rug and pull your feet up under you. And here's the blankie. Here's the stuffed animal. Here's the live dog. Make yourself feel comfortable and safe while we talk. Mm -hmm. Here's right? some hot tea. Remember? I was going to say that and hot tea here's, as well. Here's something. I'm not giving you something warm for the outside, but I'm giving you something warm for the inside. And the thing that's warm for the inside is coffee tea, hot water, and lemon. Mm -hmm. Stay in hot touch. With, stay in touch with your feelings though. Doug is right. We don't want people to be numb to this. Right. Because last night, seven people lost their lives mm -hmm. and, and they deserve not to have us numbing out over it and not paying attention to it because it hurts us mm -hmm. because an entire community was just hit by that. Right. Mm -hmm. I got nothing else, Jill. I got let's everybody take care of those we love. Let's reach out to those in support that are having a hard time. Let's be kind to those that we wouldn't ordinarily even speak to. Let's mm -hmm. make sure that if you are out in public um, and it feels safe, even with our masks on, we can say hello and give the nod of the head, which says, I'm safe and I'm and I'm feeling safe with you and, and I acknowledge that you're here and we're part of a bigger community. Mm -hmm. And let's right. be, let's be kind on social media and let's remove ourselves from social media if it's too hard. You don't have to be there. You don't have to watch the news. We know what happened. And if something else happens, somebody's going to text you. Right? Your phone will blow up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right? Exactly. If you were partial to Grey's Anatomy, there's a there was a whole the whole show last night was about um, the fear of people of color in terms of um, what goes on today and law enforcement interactions and that sort of thing. I am very supportive of law enforcement. We have lots of them in our family, but we also have some in every community who are not who they should be and who abuse their power. And it was about that kind of thing as well as ongoing grief. And so if you want to get in touch with that Grey's Anatomy, if you don't leave it on the DVR for a while, folks, you don't need to watch it. Right. This may be the weekend for my fair lady. Right. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh Let's my God. And reach out to those that you know who need it. If you know somebody who was involved in a prior shooting, shoot them a message of some sort and tell them, you know, I'm here if you need to chat. Mm -hmm. Right. Or I'll drop off the ice cream. Mm -hmm. Right. And if somebody else is having another kind of loss right now, make sure you reach out to them as well. Right. Give them a little sunshine. Give them a, the pat on the back and um, hold give the space for them. Yeah. Just give me your heart for a second. I mean, mm -hmm. those collective seconds really help they when do supporting people so 
you know, people say, what do you say? I'll take a breath for you. Mm -hmm. Because you know they've been holding their breath. You know, I'll hold the light for you because, you know, they're feeling, yeah, you know, and if, if you know somebody who has died, make sure you tell the survivor what you'll always remember about them and how much they impacted you in a positive way. What right. things you will always carry, whether it's um, a relative of theirs, a friend of theirs, a colleague of theirs, a pet of theirs. Tell them what you will remember. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. All right, folks. Let's see if we can have a better week. Let's be kind to each other. Be kind. Find some humor somewhere because it makes all of this so much easier. And, and we know it makes us physically better. Because a good laugh means you're breathing. That's exactly right. All right, folks, we will see you next week. Thank you for being here. If you have comments, leave them on our pages, especially the one with the, the uh, palm trees and the sunset. And uh, we will definitely read them. We appreciate all of them. Make sure you subscribe to the page so you can come here every time. Bye, everybody. Bye, everyone.